Hey guys, welcome back to the Messy Truths Podcast. This is Mar, one of your three lovely co-hosts, hosting direct from Montreal. Middle child here, Nisha J, recording from Kanagahage. And I'm going to pass it over to my sister, Oz. This is Azar recording from New York City, and I just want to get ahead of this and apologize for any background noise you may experience during this call. This is a full house today, ladies, with three children, two dogs, three dogs a cat, Wait, and a bearded dragon. Where's the lizard? Okay, <laughs> forgot okay. about Aspen. There we go. Oh, yes. Aspen. Yes. yes. Wait, yes. who's yes. Aspen? Yes. Aspen's the. Uh, Nisha, you met Aspen. The dog they're fostering. You saw Aspen. Sometimes. You know, it's like Dr. Doolittle. I don't know what's going on over there. <laughs> I know. It's a, it's, it's a sad state of affairs, if you will. Shout out to Rainbow, so, too. Love that cat. Guys, I am so excited about today's episode. Okay, before we get into this, I've, uh, all jokes aside, real serious talk here, I really want to send a massive shout out to Regina King, who unfortunately mm. lost her son, her one child, um, and oh, if you're struggling and you need help, please talk to somebody, please get the help you need. And we give you, you know, we just send light, love, positivity, health, well-being. And, and you know, please, if you need some help, talk to someone. Mental health is super important. So, you know, our love to That's Regina wrong. King. Rest in peace, man. Yes. That's so sad. It really is. And you know what? This actually speaking about it, speaking about suicide prevention, speaking about helplines, it has a real effect, guys. So like, you know, just reminding everyone on a regular basis that you're there for them. And if they need help finding resources that you could really, um, you know, just just suggest where you can. We're here. I mean, I know we're just hosting a podcast here, but at the same time, if you ever want to talk to one of us, I know we're always open to that, too. So definitely please reach out. And actually speaking of the subject, there is um, an organization called Silence the Shame um, headed by Shanti Das, who was a music executive at a time who struggled with suicide ideation herself. And she's got an awesome organization, Silence the Shame, that talks about it, full of resources. So please check them out too. And yes, if you need help, please reach out. Please. Okay. But on that note, I, I, I'm sorry, this, ladies. I'm sorry. I had I no. had to do that. I felt mad. I when I read it this morning, I, my heart broke for her. Um, oh, it's awful. Yeah, my heart broke for her. But no, I'm glad you did. But I I I'm just so excited because you know, not to say that I love laughing at myself, but I appreciate laughing at myself with you guys. So I don't mind being the butt of the joke as long as you guys are chuckling. And <laughs> this episode is about most embarrassing moments. And boy, do I have some good ones. I'm really ladies, glad because so. I'm not really ready to take anything out of the vault today. I was like, nah, I'm not doing this. I hope you ladies are ready because oh. if you come to oh, me God. afterwards saying, oh no, I divulge too much. We got to bleep this out. We got to bleep that out. It's like, I don't know. I don't know if we can do that. It's the most embarrassing moment, so it's hard to censor it, you know? I'm putting it all on the line. Oh, okay. God, are you sure Let's you want to do that? Let's talk about it. I, I, don't even, I don't even know if I want to get into this. All right. Well, you're I've here. Alluded, There's I've no going back to, now. Right. Exactly. And you got to contribute a little <laughs> bit, Nisha. You got to. I'll figure you got to give us something. We're going to start I'll, with you, Nisha. Oh, God. <laughs> um... <laughs> 
You're the first one to go. Moment. Oh my God. I'm trying to think. Okay, let's start with an Aussie thing. Uh, Ozzy would tell you that embarrassment can be painful, but it's an emotional state. Most researchers believe that the purpose of embarrassment is to make people feel badly about their social or personal mistakes as a form of internal or societal feedback so they learn not to repeat the error. So that's what embarrassment is <laughs> supposed to do. I say fuck the social shit, um, mm. but personal growth an embarrassing moment i'm trying to think um, who do you think embarrasses who more you think women embarrass other people more or men embarrass other people women more? women are mean folks when they're ready Ooh, Ooh, so women mean. are mean Yo. vicious calculating really diabolical I, I think just women use a different part of their brain right a lot of emotional intelligence I think, um, mm. and we're, we're stereotyping here because we don't even know how that science works for like non-binary folks or gender non-conforming. But my understanding is that those who use their emotional intelligence, I don't know, but then you've got motherfuckers who are stalkers and killers and I, I don't know, but I would say that women- That's a whole other different area though. I know, <laughs> but- We're talking about, you know, creating like, incidents that will create laughs from you know the audience from the general public that is you know either for yourself or for other people that you're targeting i mean i've had that happen to me we're in in like the girls locker room i was there like you know about to put on my uh, my clothes and i still had my pants on or not my pants it was actually my gym shorts and there was a young lady i won't mention her name but she was a high school classmate and she literally just yanked them <laughs> along with the underwear. So all of it was exposed. She needs a I was slap. just like, she needs a slap. Tell me you decked her in her mouth. She needs a well, slap. I ran after yeah, her, but nice. she was so fast. She was like a ninja. She just went all <laughs> over the locker room. I couldn't even get my hands on her. She was oh, really no. fast. You show me a picture of her no, in the yearbook no, no. when we have a chance. Okay, I guess I do have an embarrassing moment, but it's mad embarrassing. I remember one time, oh my God, this is mad fucking embarrassing. Remind me never to come on this show at this state. Um, <laughs> I, I was having sex with someone and oh. I guess I needed to pee. And they happened simultaneously. And I was so fucking embarrassed. And I didn't understand because, I mean, why wouldn't I just stop and go to pee? I, I don't understand what happened. It was the first time that ever happened <laughs> We're to me. Real, whoa, whoa, whoa. We're really starting off the show. Yeah, you said you wanted, you wanted an embarrassing <laughs> moment. The person who didn't even want to divulge her stories. And I have just worse like... than that. That's <laughs> oh, the best I can get. That's the best wow, I can give on air. No, I think I think it's a normal thing, you know, because women in the vagina, there are more than one hole. So this is going to, you know, you know me, I'll turn it sideways. Okay, so you peed while you were having sex. I didn't mean to. I, I get, Did he know? Some actually, he, know. He, was, did he, was, he, know? he did know. And okay. was he turned on? I don't know about turned on, but he was very caring and gentle about it. He wasn't like, yo, what oh, the fuck, bro? No, 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 no. There was none of that. Uh, I think that's he said it. something like, oh, this happens because I was highly embarrassed. I of was highly course. embarrassed and that because I was what? in my 20s. Like, oh, it's all it good. Happens. Well, to be honest, okay, look, okay, there's a backstory. He's a gynecologist. Oh. 
That's oh. what, yeah. So I think he understood, but I was in my twenties before, and I didn't understand. Mm -hmm. So he actually made me feel quite okay. Not to say it was a repeat performance, but he made me feel okay about it. But nah, I wasn't. I was like, nah, nah. We can't. It happens more often than you think. I mean, That's there are times not... where you do feel like you know, going to the bathroom, you do feel like urinating and, you know, it, it happens. I just didn't know. And some people happening. want that to happen. It's a, like a and special kink for them. No, thank you. That's really interesting. On that topic, um, not the sex part, but the peeing part. Um, and I wasn't even going to mention this, but might as well now. When I moved to New York, guys, and I was renting a room, it was like in my mid-20s. Um, I, You know how they say you miss somebody so much you pee the bed? Well, I feel like maybe that's what happened to me. I don't know if that's just a rap lyric or if it actually is true. I think Biggie said it or somebody. But anyway, Nas, Jay, at this point. One of the remember, greats. It was one of the top three. Yes. <laughs> and so I actually, well, I couldn't believe it. I was renting out this Dominican woman's apartment. She was very interesting. She used to wear red lipstick morning, noon, and night. And there was red lipstick marks on cups and towels and toothbrushes. It was it was wild. Oh, wow. But it was a room that I could afford. She clearly had some mental issues. And she had a really cute little chow chow dog that lived in that apartment too. Anyway, back to the story. So one night I wet the bed, guys. I wet the bed. I felt like, I don't even know what I was thinking. Like I'm a 24 year old woman peeing the bed. And normal. I, in the middle of the night, in the middle of the night, wrapped up the sheets, ran downstairs, hoping she wouldn't see me. I'm sure she figured it out. I mean, like, what am I doing, doing laundry in the middle of the night? But anyway, that was my embarrassment. But to be honest, that's more acceptable than the pee sex because people have dreams that they're going to the bathroom. Oh, man, those are the worst. And you're sitting on the toilet and you know you got to stop, but you don't. And a little leak comes yeah. out. You're like, yo, how old am I, it's right? It's, it's even worse when you're married because you can't be doing that shit. You can't be like <laughs> letting out little things. Oh, it my God. Exposed. That shit is even worse. <laughs> okay. All right. Go so ahead, So, ladies, Ma. I'm going to go all the way back to, like, 1998 and tell Good you era. about an embarrassing moment that happened at your house, Azar. And you will remember this. Oh, I do. We were sleeping oh, over. I'm worried. A few, a few people were sleeping over at your house, and uh, yeah, you had a lovely cat by the name of Toopy. Toopy. Rest in peace, oh. Toopy. And um, yeah, I wasn't really as much into cats at that time, but nevertheless, <laughs> uh, I was in the room one morning. I got up to go to the bathroom came back and I noticed Toopy is there on the bed <laughs> that was vacant <laughs> that I was sleeping in. And so uh, I came up with this brilliant strategy that I was going to take Toopy, open the door of the bedroom next to the bedroom where I was sleeping in, throw Toopy in that bedroom, and then run into my bedroom and close the door before Toopy could come in. Did you kill the cat, Mar? No, no, no oh, I did okay. not. Because I didn't know where this story was going. But what did happen was I threw Toopy. Not a very good throw, by the way. He, you know, you know how cats land; they always land on their feet. And um, I ended up tripping on the carpet on the mat that was <laughs> that was in front of the door. I slipped and bang right on my knee. 
Oof, that was damage to that. And I damage. I think I don't even remember how early it was. It was pretty early because all of a sudden you came out. You came out of the room. Everybody came out. They were like, "What happened? What is that noise?" Oh, that was that was just me making a fool of myself with the cat being a jackass. Okay. Oh my god. Oh, it was terrible. It was terrible. And then Tubi, I mean, he was just like, what the hell is this woman doing? Don't invite terrible. these people over. Speaking awful. of cats. Oh lesson have... learned. I will never, ever, ever do that again. I have Why not done it. Why would you go up against a cat anyways? Yeah, I don't know about that. Were you high? <laughs> no, no, I wasn't high. It was just like, I didn't want, want him in the room with me. <laughs> so... Uh, speaking of cats, I have another little fucked up embarrassing. So I was young, so this one I can get away with. I had a friend. We're still good friends to this day. Um, she had a cat. What was that cat's name? It was a gray cat. Anyways, that cat, I really liked that cat. But we were looking for the cat under the bed. And I guess I put my finger and I put my fucking finger up the cat's ass. <laughs> I'll never forget that. And I was like, I was like, what the f- fuck i must have been like <laughs> 10 years old because this <laughs> viewers were just gonna let them have their laugh because you know. <laughs> yeah i did it i put my finger up the cat's ass i didn't mean to i was looking for the cat and i got i don't know you got your finger doing. all up in that pussy didn't you <laughs> yeah not even the pussy man it was up the ass like that's even worse i like finger Ain't no fuck the cat by accident. <laughs> I, I'm the person who knows who I did it. Like I said, we're very good friends. Our birthdays are in the same month. God for that. We celebrate it all the time. She's a, <sighs> a notable journalist. I'll never forget it. And I'm sure the cat was like, get this bitch out of the house. She's raping me. So I, 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 this episode brought that back to me. I have forgotten about that cat shit. Only for a reason. But you see, again, these are just some of the least worst things that I've been embarrassed by. So you should be happy. (laughs) Well, listen, I mean, I want to get a little bit more granular, but my whole high school era was a huge embarrassment (laughs) because I was madly in love with a guy who never loved me back. And I gave him Valentine's Day cards year after year after year after year. (laughs) It was so bad. And he he took me on a pity prom date at at the end of which he got. Yeah. And then at the end of which he got sick and he went home. I mean, it was pretty embarrassing. But let's reel back to high school. And this is actually something that happened to me. I was very new. (laughs) <laughs> to high school in Montreal. I was new to Montreal. Damn it. Like I was brand new to the city, brand new to the country. Here I am going to this new high school. I get on the bus and it's the dead of winter, guys. It's cold. It must have been my first winter in Canada. <clears throat> and, you know, I, I'm, I'm going to school. I have some friends and I see them outside the bus. They're all in the stairway right in front of the school. And I get out the bus And all of a sudden, I'm looking at the sky. When I tell you I didn't even feel what happened to me, I slipped in the worst way. Like, my feet just went from under me. And I was on the bus for at one point and on my ass the second. But I was flat out facing the sky. 
all of my new friends who I had just really tried to make are standing in the staircase and I'm so shocked that I'm not even getting up and everyone's coming around me like, are you okay? And it's just kind of like, I, I think I'm okay. It was so, <laughs> Im- I mean, it sounds light next to fingering a, a cat, but uh, I it didn't does, finger like, the it cat. did leave. <laughs> okay. It does leave. We're still laughing about this. Oh my God. Do you hear them viewers? Do you hear them? Oh my God. <laughs> Anyway, that was highly embarrassing. Of course. Who wants to fall down in front of their friends? That's a, oh my God. You guys know, you guys know about my uh, makeout episode in the car. Oh God. When the popo came. Yeah. But I'm curious to know, Oz, how did you, how did your scenario go? Cause you, the same thing happened to you. You said before, right? That you almost got, yeah, (laughs) it was a cop on a horse. Yeah, it was really, really bad. It was a lot of a lot of really awkward conversation, explanations, a little too much information, trying to get him to kind of sympathize. I, we didn't go to jail. That's all that matters. Thank God. Right? Exactly. That's all that Thank matters. God. Okay, Mar, show us what yeah. you got. Um, so I used to work for a company that shall remain nameless. And it was within my first year, I was dealing with a client who um, I was, I was really having a difficult time with this client because he was really just very talkative in all of his emails. It was always this long letter style of email. It couldn't just be kept short. And um, it was like he, he needed a lot of coddling in order to get us what we needed. And so oh um, I was passing him on to a colleague of mine who was supposed to take care of some of his client needs. And I wrote an email to her and I did not realize that this individual was actually in the email as well. His email address was there also. And I had written in the email to my colleague I said, uh, you know, watch out for this one. He talks a lot kind of thing. And he saw that message. And then he decided to forward that to multiple people at the company I work for, including my boss. And yeah, I got a talking to the very next day. I didn't get fired. I didn't get fired. You see why I don't journal? You know. This is why I don't journal. It's not journaling. It's just basically revealing... You know, divulging a little too much and not keeping your email messages short and concise. And that was the only thing that was, that was the only complaint that I had. It's like, I'm managing other clients as well. And I don't have the time Mm -hmm. to keep like tending to you, especially when we haven't even made any money off of you yet. Right. Isn't that the big thing that companies look at is ROI. (laughs) So Uh, lesson learned. Watch so, your emails, look at the email addresses before you press send and watch your content. Mm-hmm. Because even if you feel a way about somebody, you probably don't want to write it in an email. You just never know. You yeah, never, ever you never know. know. No, I, that, and when it's no. writing, you know, once it's in writing. Yeah, I mean, that's there that forever. 
Ever. I, I felt like a shitty person the next day. Ever. That was terrible. You shouldn't feel like yeah. a shitty person. That person should take some social cues. Uh, no, help. it wasn't professional. It was not professional okay, fine, for but me to like, have written that. It wasn't professional. <laughs> you just talking too much, though, that person. So I one learned of the from thing... the corporate world. Okay, fine. So one thing that you actually learn from embarrassing moments is to let it go. So you either learn to let it go or those, well, that's what the research is saying, telling me, okay? <laughs> either you let it go or eventually it will define you and the shame will become part of who you are. So, okay. Ooh. exactly. That's deep. So speaking of letting things go, these always involve like, I'm usually, okay, so this one doesn't involve the same thing. So I was high. I was in college. I just learned how to mm -hmm. smoke. I hadn't started smoking until I was younger. So like Seja, about 18. And I was with uh, my two guy friends, very tight, tight guy friends. And <laughs> we got high in my room. And I, I guess my mom wasn't there because I'd get my ass beat for, not for the guys, for getting high. And uh, I was so high that I locked them out of my bedroom. I just locked them out. I just locked them out. I locked them out. And they were like banging on the door. I was like, I was just high and I locked them out. And so my mom came home and was like, what the hell happened? And they were like, oh, she fell asleep, da, da, da. And my mom almost got a belt and almost beat my ass in front of my two friends because she knew we were all lying. And then she proceeded to tell them off and to almost beat their ass as well. <laughs> So that was super fucking embarrassing. The warden, you can't pass one by the warden. I mean, nah. you can smell it, right? I'm sure she smelled everything. And, yeah, I mean, at that days, you know, they vape. But I will tell you who had even more embarrassing moments, my brothers. My mother locked, so my mother suspected that my brother had these little females over when they were at work. So mm -hmm. uh, they lived in Ontario in Burlington at this time. My mother set it up where she locked the little girl in her panties and her bra in the garage <laughs> so she could catch my brother in the lie and then open up the garage door so the little girl <laughs> was there. I thought it was hilarious. So it oh wasn't embarrassing goodness. to me. But she locked was, her in the garage. Well, she she just said, oh, there's nobody here. Right. And my brother was like, no, there's nobody here. She's like, oh, OK, so I'm just going to lock the garage. And the oh. little girl was in there because I guess my brother had ushered the little girl in the garage. How and old was the, your brother? Uh, 16, 17. Oh, man. but no matter to my mom, you don't have little girls in the house. Right. Yeah. She locked him in the little girl in the garage in her little panty and bra. And my brother was like, there's nobody here. Nobody's here. My mom's like, yeah, there's nobody here. Okay. So my brother was going to the garage. She said, what you going to the garage for? There's nothing in the garage. Knowing that she had locked this little girl in the garage. With her little well, he said he didn't have anybody over. Yeah. So these are the things that my mother used to do to wow. me and my brothers. A lot. A lot. Oof. Yeah. Wow. Guys, I have a good one. I have a good one. I was a little bit older at this point. I don't know if it's a good one. And actually, this comes back to your point, Miranda, talking about whether men or women embarrass people. I had a friend in high school who continuously put me in embarrassing situations. Oh, hell I no. mean, I was very gullible. So I, I would laugh about it, but 
it was just so bad. And I, and I knew it every single time after I would do it, I'd be like, God damn it. He got me again. Anyway. So we were at it. This is actually after high school. I think we were at a high school reunion and he was just like, Hey, do you know? So-and-so is pregnant. Oh my she's getting God. married and she's going to have a baby. And I was just like, no way. <laughs> He's just like, yeah, she's about to have a baby. Yo. First of all, it was a high school reunion at a Chinese buffet, which, by the way, I really miss Chinese buffet, guys. Even though the food was trash, that whole experience was very Montreal to me, and, mm. I, and I really I really miss it. Anyway, so I go up to her, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, I am so happy for you. Congratulations. And she's looking at me, and I was just like, I heard you're having a baby. And she was just like, Oh no, I, I just ate too much. And I was just like, oh my God. When I tell you, I turned around and looked at him and I was like, I'm gonna fucking kill you. And this is not the first time he did this to me, but I sh will never forget the look on her face. And she turned so like red and like she really thought I was making a comment about her, her stomach. And she, I, Anyway, whatever. I, it was it was really really embarrassing. This is why you don't really compliment people who you think are pregnant because they exactly you, no Never. don't do that. I did that actually once at a restaurant. Oz, you were there, and you even warned me. You were like, "No, no, no, I don't, I don't think that, <laughs> I don't think that she is." And I was just like, "Oh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't remember." But I was probably really scarred from my own experience. I was a exactly. fool. Probably why I told you not to do it. Fool, total fool. <laughs> but let me tell you about an incident that happened. Um, I was invited to a wedding of my ex's sister. And so I knew some family friends and family members of the family, really close with my ex's sisters. You know, they were like my own sisters and just really, you know, great people. Love, 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 love that family. So anyway, I um, was sitting at a table with uh, a few of the bride's friends, as well as a few of the bride's mom's friends, who I knew personally. I knew everybody that was there. And um, I actually became really, really uh, close that, that, uh, at that event with um, uh, one of their cousins, who was the one who gave me a ride there. I actually knew her from before because when I went to Toronto, I stayed at her mom's house. It was really kind and cordial and allowed me to stay at her place while I was in Toronto. And so I had an opportunity to meet, um, to meet her. And so, um, this woman, uh, she was the one who gave me the ride to the venue. And she also happened to be seated at the exact same table as everyone else and myself. So it was really cool. Went there, you know, it's, already awkward because, you know, it's your ex, but I mean, I didn't have any feelings at all. What made it awkward was the fact that he was there with the new chick. And mm. I was just like, Hey, that's cool. No problem. I don't, I don't really care. Um, but she did. <laughs> but anyway, um, so there were two incidents that happened. The first one was when we were sitting at the table, friends of the bride, a friend of the bride had said, Oh, you are a girlfriend. I was like, no, 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 I'm not. I'm not. I'm not the girlfriend. Please don't ever say that. And um, the cousin who I became really cool friends with that day said, 
no, 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 you should say that again and make sure the new girlfriend is there so she can hear you say that. I was like, no, no, don't listen to her. Please, please don't do that ever again. (laughs) So that was the first incident. And then the second one was um, two of, well, there was a a young girl at the table who I knew, um, who is the daughter of the, she was the daughter of the employee of my, um, of my ex's mom, who I am really, truly good friends with. And they're really sweet, wonderful Sri Lankan family, Um, you know, and they were always after me wondering, like, how come you're not dating anybody? You should be married by now. It was like, you know, throwing their traditions on me. And I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. So Hmm. I told her, I said, look, if you see anybody here, you let me know. I'm open. I'm really open. I'm trying here, but (laughs) whatever. And weddings are a great place to meet people. You just never know who you're going to meet. So throughout the night, she was telling me, she was like leaning across the table. Oh my God, you're not going to believe it. I saw a guy and I know he's interested in you because he won't stop staring at you. I'm like, really? I'm like, why don't you point him out to me? She was like, there. And I I wear glasses. I didn't wear them that day. I couldn't see anything. The room was dimly lit. It was kind of difficult for me to even like know what was going on. So I'm like, look, later on in the night, you let me know who it is. Well, later on in the night came and she was like, oh my God, the guy's coming over. He's coming. And I could see this person getting closer. He had a smile on his face. Face still quite blurry because, again, my eyesight, I'm not, like, I'm nearsighted. I'm not farsighted, so I didn't know who the hell was approaching me. Finally, I see this guy, and it turns out to be the husband of the best friend of the bride. Oh, God. Oh, no. Dirty business. And I turned over to uh, the young lady, the young girl, and I said to her, Please don't hook me up with anybody again. If you see anyone, just like, <laughs> don't say anything. Please don't say anything. Yeah, Because I don't want to go through that again. He looked at me and mm-hmm. knew that I knew who he was. And I knew what he was coming over for. He knew that I knew what he was coming over for. And I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> this is all not bad. good. This is so not good. It was all bad. Oh, it was oh, not good at all. that's really bad. Anyway. Yeah, you got to be careful real careful about who you're eyeing at a wedding. And and that, mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe he didn't recognize me because I had a lot of makeup on. My hair was in oh, great whatever. shape. He's grimy. I was looking good, but man, that was, that grimy. was, that He's was grimy. That's grimy shit. Well, speaking not, of weddings. Not very attractive either, gotta say. Yeah, so you got strobe mm-hmm. light and it was grimy. Nobody wants strobe <laughs> so. light grime. Like, get out of here, strobe light grime. Like, you turn the lights so... on, then the cockroaches run? Oh, oh, oh my God. We have a now whole episode on. on strobe lights. Um, <laughs> so I was at a wedding. Actually, I got into a lot of mm-hmm. trouble at that wedding, but we'll just leave that Uh-oh. there. It's a Nova Scotian wedding. So anyone who knows Nova Scotians, that wedding was wild. And um, so everybody at the wedding, we all party, right? Nova Scotia has no age limit. If you're over 18 and you can drink, you're good to go. Everybody parties with everybody. So I was talking to a guy there that I grew up with, um, you know, and my my stepdad came over and warned me not to talk to him too much because his wife was was watching me. And I was like, well, I don't care. What? We grew up together. Like, 
we so grew up we so much grew up together like his aunt married my uncle so i was like what's your beef like what's your issue type mm-hmm. of thing but anyways that's not the embarrassing moment him and i were talking outside of the wedding and then my grandmother's friends are there and yo they can they can drink but one of them mm-hmm. him and i noticed out of the corner of our eye I said, yo, homegirl's on her, her, like her hands and feet, like, you know, like table and yoga. <laughs> we were like, what? yeah, what's going on here? So on the floor, on the floor, right? Old lady, but these old ladies can drink. So I wasn't too worried about it. <laughs> so I was like, okay. So I was talking to him again and I said, yo, I'm going to go tell my grandma and my mom because <laughs> I don't know what's going on with her. And it reminds me of this creepy, like horror movie where the old woman was in the corner. I don't remember what movie it was, but I remember that particular scene. Mm-hmm. And my mom says, well, go help her. They're my grandmother's friends. So if I don't <laughs> help, I'm getting the belt. You're getting a beat in some form, some, some form. Oh my God. So I said to the guy, I was like, yo, are you going to help me? He's like, nah, that's all you. Da-na-na. <laughs> I was like, what is your problem? <laughs> Anyways, long story short, I go and help the lady. She's like, Ah, didn't I need your help to go to the bathroom? Sure. And the lady pissed, pissed while I was holding her. Just (laughs) pissed. Right there on the floor in front of everybody? Motherfucking there. And I was like, ah, yes. Sometimes it splashes and sprinkles. Not splash. Flood. (laughs) It's that old woman pee. Right? That just. No. And I was like, oh, oh my God, I was so mortified. And God. I swear, I'm a, I don't know if most folks know this, but I'm a crybaby. And I was like, mom, nanny. <laughs> I was, and then homeboy was like, you see, that's why I didn't help you. And I looked at him like, I'm going to rip your throat out and make your wife eat it, you bitch. Because <laughs> oh, if he had goodness. helped me, maybe we could have got her to the bathroom, right? I mean, Pee on my hand is one thing, but on my leg, on my shoes, on my dress, I have to go home smelling like someone else's piss, not even my own piss. Yes. So, um, and then you know, and the worst thing is, the next time I saw the old lady, she was like, "Thanks, sweetie, thanks for your help." And I was like, "You don't even remember." She felt it. She didn't feel any shame whatsoever. I mean, she did that in front of people. They're old. Right. They do what they want when they're old. <laughs> yeah, it's true. You really don't care. You really don't. Guys, you know, I I came on here with a set list of things that I was going to tell you. But as you're talking, so much is coming oh, up. It's all I mean, flooding back. Repressing. I have been repressing these repressing. memories. All right. So repressing, I must be. I mean, otherwise it would define me and I'd be walking around <laughs> shame. in shame. But. I have actually somebody else's embarrassing moment that I'm going to tell you about, but I was the recipient of it. This reminded me of it because of what you were talking about, Nisha, about you and your your friend growing up and his wife watching you. I had a really good friend who um, worked in the entertainment business with me. We were mad cool, mad cool. And I was at an event and actually I was with my husband at the time at the event and I was, you know, events are loud, yo. You can't hear each other speaking. You know, music is playing, booming, whatever. I think it was at APT. It was so popping on Wednesday nights. I wish you guys had been here. But anyway, I'm leaning on him, talking to him, like like leaning on his shoulder with my elbow, just talking into his ear, trying to 
you know, make him hear me. Mind you, I'm short, right? So I got to like lean up. He's got to lean down, but I'm speaking into his ear because I'm whatever. My ex-husband, who was at, who was my husband at the time, was in the room right here. Mm-hmm. Yo, mm-hmm. as I'm talking to him, out, out of nowhere, somebody grabs my arm and flails it. And I was like, what? Like, I had no idea what was coming for me. And here I am face to face with this woman. And she's just like, hi, I'm his wife. And I'm just kind of like, okay. Oh, hi. Nice to meet you too, I guess. Or not. Then I slowly left the scene. But when I tell you it was so uncomfortable, like, Damn, you're assaulting me, ladies. Like, why are you touching me, bitch? You were talking all up in the air of her men. So, you know. I realized after the fact how it could have looked. So I don't hold it against her. But it was really very aggressive. Very, very aggressive. Like, she probably I was a felt little bit more were, reactive. She probably felt you were talking a little too close to his ear. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I do have, he can't hear me. The freaking music is blasting. <laughs> exactly. No, I, that was not fun for anyone. No, that's not fun. And, you know, by the way, the end of that story, like, the wife really doesn't like me, but I don't care. <laughs> I really don't care. That's the problem. So I really many misunderstandings don't care. with the wives, and it's Son like they don't realize it's not you. It's not your fault. You know, it's not you. No, it, it goes back mm-hmm. to that concept of like, can people be friends, right? So, I mean, right. yeah, I don't care. I don't care. I I tried to remove myself, so I had to actually a, a professional embarrassing moment that actually happened to me a few months ago. And it took me a long time. So the problem with embarrassing moments, they take me a long time to recover. So I'm a bit of a perfectionist and uh, I play it over and over. So I had a parent and uh, the two parents and two children. And I presumed the child was adopted. Oh, Oh, why did you presume that? (sighs) Was it like just visibly something that Um, didn't look like it? I presume like one one doesn't make two. You know, I I knew they were a same-sex couple, and they had two children, and the children looked differently. And I guess I just made this presumption. I said, "Oh, you know, is so and so?" She's like, "No, no, no, that's our bio." And I was like, "I, I, my face. I'm black, but my my cheeks went red." And she said, "Oh, oh I can see. Like you're really." You're you're really sorry. And I said, "Yeah, because that's not my style, right? Normally, I figure things out." And She's like, no worries, no worries. But I, I could kick myself up my ass. Mm-hmm. I was so I mad like about that one because I, I pride myself on being so inclusive and making sure I know everyone's story. But that one, I, just, ah, I was mad. I was so mad. Aww. It was it's a okay. genuine mistake. It was a genuine yeah, mistake. Yeah, it actually led me to a lot of conversations because when I went out to Osoyos in BC, I had another mistake that I had made with the LGBTQIA community because and so I make I embarrass myself all the time with names this is my thing full full transparency audience I practice Ozzy's name all the time in my head all the time (laughs) because I I have a like a speech thing right so it's not because I can't say it it's because I have difficulty saying anything it's not just 
Ozzy's name. It's any word that's compound. Mm-hmm. My brain's like, why? Why do we have to I say hear this? it too when I edit the show. So mm. I'm sure listeners know. They know exactly. if they listen to so, any episodes. Yeah. Right. So I, I take my, I try to take my time, but sometimes the show gets me so excited that I eat my words and so forth. And so mm. the thing my is. fingers up cat's asses too. <laughs> oh my god <laughs> anyways i was on my way to soyos and um i was learning everybody's pronouns and names and so forth and i guess i messed up and i asked and you know what it led to a really good conversation because i was embarrassed messing up again i think the gender expression really bothers me when i mess it up and uh they said something interesting to me they said you know sometimes we have to show just as much as compassion for those who are learning, for those who are accepting us as well. And I thought, oh, that's really sweet. yeah, because I was really upset. Like I kept making the mistakes. I kept forgetting everyone's pronouns. I was like, oh my God. And I had a list and they laughed at me because I had a list with all their names and all the pronouns. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't forget because there was a lot of new folks. Like I didn't know them. Mm-hmm. And so after that, I was like, I, I had to tell them honestly. I said, you know, I've never felt so much of a woman on this retreat. Normally I'm black first. And on the retreat, I never felt so much like a heterosexual cisgender woman because I had to remember all the pronouns and it, it was really difficult for me. And normally you can't ask somebody for help about themselves. Do you know what I mean? You can't say, hey, can you help me with this? Because it looks like you're being insensitive or you're lacking compassion or you're lacking learning. But it was a really, really good lesson. And they they accept me when I mess up their names still. And don't even get me started. It took me at least a year to pronounce Kanekahage, like a year. Okay. <laughs> I won't even say, if I can't say it, in pu- that's embarrassing moments for me. I try to reduce mm-hmm. them. If I can't mm-hmm. say a word, I'll either practice it or find something that's equally acceptable, but I'm not doing it because mm-hmm. I don't want people's personhood to feel embarrassed. But that was my professional mistake that every time I see that parent, there's a little bit of shame that descends on me and I put my head down like, oh. I think that was a genuine mistake that you made. And they recognize that too, you know, I mean, Do they? but that's the thing about these sorts of incidents. It's that I feel like, um, you know, when you genuinely make a mistake, or if you are genuinely like, you know, really embarrassed, sometimes it does stick with you for a really, Mm -hmm. really long time. Like, I know that was me many years Mm -hmm. ago, feeling like, oh, my God, I can't believe it. How many people were there? How many people saw what went down? I'm so embarrassed. Mm -hmm. And like this, these sorts of incidents, I mean, if you're, you know, if you're really sensitive, it can last with you for a really, really long time, you know, Forever. so that's probably what you were feeling, you know, it was a bit of an emotional, um, you know, incident that occurred. And I'm sure they genuinely knew that you didn't, you know, mean any harm by it. And you explained yourself and they seem to understand. So I don't think you we'll have see. anything to worry mm-hmm. about there. <laughs> I mean, I didn't explain anything to the cat, but... <laughs> <laughs> I feel no like explanation needed. Yeah. yeah, the cat's moved on. I mean, I don't even. I'm trying to remember the cat's name, which is horrible. <laughs> it's best you leave that one alone. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe you should. Maybe at least you should remember its name if you guys uh, got that close. Uh, <laughs> I'm actually. I'm gonna go text her and ask her. Like, what was your cat's name? 
What was your so, cat's name? So, Mar, what you got? I have another incident that occurred in New York with you, Oz. Oh, gosh. I'm around a lot of this stuff. Oh, yeah. You will remember this one. So I came to visit you, and mm-hmm. we all went out to your then-husband's, um, your then-husband's friends were in town, and we mm-hmm. ended up at a bar where they were all hanging out. And do you remember we showed up and we were very judgmental about one of the young ladies who was at the bar and she was like, I don't even remember this. We were just like, oh man, she's really like, she's really had a few. She was really out of it. Like completely, completely hammered. And, and her boyfriend didn't look that great either, but you know, he was (laughs) like definitely (laughs) taking advantage of that. Um, so anyways, uh, being the uh, cocktail connoisseur that I am, I had <laughs> gin and tonics and vodka tonics all night and not recognizing the fact that this is America. Everything is supersized in this pl- in that place. Mm-hmm. So now I'm beginning to remember. So when, <laughs> so when we drank, we had all those drinks. I remember getting up and feeling like, Oh shit, I had too much to drink. <laughs> Do you remember we, we went to the bathroom and I couldn't even sit myself up to like be on the toilet and pee straight. It was mm-hmm. that bad. So anyway, we left and I remember us going downstairs and I believe your then husband walked with us to a mm-hmm. pizza place that was nearby. Yeah. We walked yep. in. Yep. And you announced yourself. And what did you say? (laughs) (laughs) Hola, mi gente. (laughs) What? (laughs) And the reason this is funny is because when Azar moved to New York, she kept being confused with being Dominican, with being like Puerto Rican. Puerto Rican. Always a Latina. It was like. New Yorkers did not know any other countries other than like, you know, other than the Dominican Republic and, and of course, Puerto Rico being an extension of the U.S. There was no thought to like, oh, maybe she could be from the Middle East. It was like, no, (laughs) geographically, it doesn't make sense to you, I guess. Um, So anyway, that was the first thing. But then afterwards, I made a terrible decision to order a slice, a choice, girl. order a slice of chicken and broccoli pizza. I don't oh. know why. I don't know why that was a decision, but it was know. a terrible decision. And following, and I was too fucked up to stop. You. Following my order, <laughs> the words that came out of my mouth. Oh, it was not not my most finest moment. I said, "Black people love chicken." Oh my god. <laughs> It was terrible. It was so terrible. Oh, I don't know what drunk off my tits. It was absolutely terrible. It's a good night. Though. I was so I embarrassed the next day. Yeah, there was a lot of laughing. So we ended up taking the cab back to your place, and um, yeah, I let it all out in the toilet. You know. Oh yeah. Yep. Oh my the next God. morning, oh, that was a the next morning, your then husband was like, um, you left a little something around the seat, oh. so you need to go in there and clean it up. Oh. <laughs> Ew, that's, that's, that's nasty. nasty. 
You couldn't have cleaned it up. No, 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 no. no. He he made it known that I was not going to get away with that. No, especially given given that you guys decided to like give up your bed for me to sleep in. And I just like <laughs> I just went straight into bed and I like, pulled the no. covers over. It was like <sighs> Oh good times, guys. I really miss going out and getting fucked I'm up. I'm telling you. Do that again soon. soon. So Please? when I was in my twenties, I used to go to Toronto and um well when we used to all party. I mean, I'm not I'm a bit of a lightweight now, but I we got really you know when you go to your first big club and you go uh, to your Toronto friend, was good for that. Yeah, you go to your first mm-hmm. big club. And I was always the paranoid clubber because I was always looking for exits because I'm from Montreal and gunshots ring out in clubs. So you got to know where to go, how to get <laughs> out, go. how to go, got to know. So yeah. we actually got really fucked up and I was wearing these white pants. Oh, my God. Oh, white. Oh, yeah. no. I had no, you know what? I, 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 this is a true fact. Miranda, you should know this. I have no swag until I turn 35. None. If you look oh, at my past no. pictures, I have no swag. So that's not true. Um, I've seen past pictures, especially no, the no, one no. of all three of us drunk at my apartment. You have I don't, swag why was me. I wearing that? Like, anyways. So I don't know. You look good. I though. get to. I went to the bathroom and I called her, and you just hear drunk Anisha saying, "Hey, can you come? I can't pull up my pants." And in the <laughs> whole fucking bathroom of the club. And she's drunk too. And she's like, Hey, where are you? I'm like, I'm here. And she comes in and she's like, yo, niche, you got to pull up your fucking pants. I was like, I can't, I can't pull them up. So that was the day one of my friends got to see my unshaved and she had to pull up my motherfucking oh my pants. Goodness. Yeah. What is happening? Yeah. And these right are now. The, the ones that I can share. There's some others that I cannot ever share. Well, you need you've got to tell us. Oh my god, I, I told you about I'm the cat. check that in with you. Big... I'm gonna check in with you oh, later oh this god. week before it goes live and see if you want me to bleep that. I don't out. care about those stories. Because wow. there's worse stories that I can't share. <laughs> like you, when you live in another country, Ozzy, you understand this. When you live in another country mm-hmm. where nobody knows who you are, you can do, you do anything you want. And nobody will lot, ever yeah. know. Uh, one more. There was a time, <laughs> and I, I, there was the time I got high and drunk in Amsterdam and fell in the canal. We'll just leave that <laughs> oh right there. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Oh my goodness. There's a picture of this. Me and the friend who went, we have the pictures of this, and we have vowed to never show anyone some of the pictures of the things we did in Amsterdam. (laughs) They would not be kind to my legacy as a person. (laughs) There's even a picture of me humping a big, giant penis sculpture in Amsterdam. Yeah. So. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah, I can see it. <laughs> All right. So speaking of pictures and video footage, I have something to talk about. Oh, I know where this so, is going. I know where this is going. You guys already know. I th- I feel like I mentioned it already. And I, I need a do-over. I need a fucking do-over. <laughs> so I'm in LA. I'm working this oh, little Kim video shoot. I know shoot. this one. Oh. And, you know, my intern is there. And, you know, I'm just whatever. Regular whatever work day. And he comes up to me and he said, do you know who just stepped into the studio? And I'm like, who? He's like, 
Devante. I was like, wait, what, what, what? Hmm. what? The Devante swing of Devante Jodeci. swing from Jodeci. Okay, so at this point, y'all should know, but just in case this is the first show you're listening to, I am Jodeci's number one fan. Fight me. I am Jodeci's <laughs> number one fan. It's true. Do not just... I'm about to get the ta- the the logo tatted off. I mean, I am Jodeci's number one fan. Anyway, Devante Swing is my musical idol. So he tells me, Andre tells me, Devante's here. And I look around, and I had recently just seen a picture of him. He looked crazy, by the way, in that picture. A he had his substance abuse. Bun, a, <laughs> a giant tattoo on his face. You know, yeah, whatever. The substance there abuse. He was, yeah. There he was with his samurai bun, his tatted face skinny as fuck by the way very very skinny substance abuse but anyway i looked at him and i was like shaking when i tell you i was shaking i just like started hyperventilating (laughs) and like mind you the producers are coming up to me saying hey we need to extend this shoot by five hours we need a signature and authorization that we can spend this much I wish I had taken a picture of my signature. You guys should have seen my hand was going like this. It looked fucking crazy. And I was like, dude, I, I'm going to sign this, but I can't I can't focus on this right now. Devante Swing is in the studio. So I'm signing this. I'm shaking. Uh, I see him walk out and I'm like, no, no, I cannot not talk to him before he leaves. I have to find him. And I say, Andre, which way did he go? And he said, he went that way. He's leaving. Yo, when I tell you I booked it, girls, I booked it. I have never sprinted that. You are like Usain Bolt. Ever. Fucking the time I made. But the problem was I sprinted right at him. So imagine he's standing there. And here comes this crazy bitch running directly for him. Yo, I sprinted. And I got to him and I said, Oh my God, can I speak to you? Please. I love you so much. You're a musical oh, genius. God. Everything that came after you was because of you. Timberland, the shit you did with Tupac, everything. And, you know, the, the whole R&B scene, they fucking owe you everything. You're a musical genius. I swear on my mom's life, she's dead. You are the fucking best thing that ever happened to R&B, to music. I fucking love you. Yo, why? All of a sudden, I look to my right, and there's this fucking camera with this light, spotlight on me. And I was just like, oh, shit. And Devante is laughing. He's high as fuck, by the way. He doesn't know half the shit that's going on. He's laughing. His whole crew have their phones out, their video cameras out. Oh, no. And then I was like, well, now I feel pretty stupid. And then I was just like, anyway, I got to go back to work. But can I get a picture? Yo, I have this picture. So I don't even know where the fuck it is. I feel like I deleted it. I can't even post the picture. This is the fucking worst part of it all i cannot post this picture i look so crazed my eyes are like wide like this <laughs> fucking smiling like a psychopath because i'm standing next to Devante. and then the best part is i ran back because i was so embarrassed at this point and i was like there's footage of me everywhere now and i fucking ran i thought i would see my shit on world star the next day thank god i didn't but it's probably out there somewhere guys probably uh, out there somewhere. you know what I, I need it's okay duel. oz because i'm worried about the day that i meet joe scott i worry i mean if i will melt down like i you know what? I'm just going to show it to you, ladies, and you can describe it to the viewers. Like, this is why I'm afraid. I don't think you'll be that bad. I'm scared. I mean, you. I'm scared. 
why is that a problem? Because I mean, besides the fact that it's a giant drawing of giant. Why why they Jill make Scott. Jill's neck so wide? What's up with that? Hey, I don't know. Talk to the artist. Did you have that made or did no. you buy it? So okay. zippers. So just so the know. listeners know, this was showing us a uh, an illustration, a very nice illustration of Jill Scott who looks more like a yeah. linebacker in hey, that hey, hey. picture. <laughs> Why would you like, say is, that? Who drew that? That was that so, was who drew that? This story started. They made her neck really wide, and hey, that is not hey, fair because hey. Jill Scott is a beautiful, beautiful woman. She's not going to want to meet me if she thinks I have this unflattering photo of her in my house. You so, can get a new one. This is what happened. Mm-hmm. Me, myself, and Zip from Ilgoof Garden are in Philadelphia, and we. Zippers loves live, live everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he says, yo, Nisha, we got Jill on the corner. I, I swear I was Hussein Bolt in the form of my body because I thought Jill Scott was there. And then he pulls up this picture. He takes out his last $10. He spends it and gives it to me. So fast forward two years later, I married. And my husband says, why the hell? Do you have a picture of somebody you've never met, you do not know, hanging above your office as if... There's nothing wrong with that. According to Mr. Z, he's like, I don't get it. Like, I don't understand. Up here is Jamaica Kincaid. There you go. A painting of Jamaica Kincaid, my favorite writer. Mm -hmm. But the best part is I I went to show it to uh, Joe's manager, who happens to be a good friend of mine. And... He's like, you're sick. You have a problem. I- I'm not even. You have <laughs> Why a problem. Why are you sick? If you didn't want those, if you didn't want that art to be sold, then why do you? Why do you even have it at the show? There's nothing wrong I, I, with that. It was the closest thing I got to Jilly in Philly. Okay, yeah, I got it in fine. Philadelphia, and and that was the end. But yeah, that I I'm a I'm afraid now that Ozzy tells that story. I'm afraid that I will fall apart. <laughs> And be like, it was really bad. Yeah, but I do want to say that you both have inspired me to blow up that picture of Devante with his, the rose in his mouth. And I'm gonna <laughs> yeah, why he's going to put it on in your office. <laughs> Maybe on my ceiling, as a matter of fact. So when I go to sleep, yeah, I why not? <laughs> so I, I, I want to say there is. I'm. Oh, we're almost done. Oh my gosh, there's one painful embarrassment moment that I've had. And that was the time I had to call off my wedding. Oh, my God. That was, you know what, to be honest with you viewers, you got to get yourself some good friends or rent some good parents when you have one of these moments. I am so thankful for my mother. When the wedding got called off, my first wedding, I'm married now. The at, at which point was it call, called off? Was it like you were about to walk uh, down the aisle? Two, oh, or? no, no, no. Two, three months before the wedding. Okay. And I, I'm a person who re- genuinely doesn't like to be embarrassed. So when I had to tell my mom, my mom was like that old school cartoon Voltron. It was like, she like came together and she called everyone and she like threatened them. She's like, don't call her. Don't let me hear you call her. Don't ask about the dress. <laughs> that's what I'm talking the about. The warden is Shut there protecting the But I was that's, so that's like, what she does. I went out of my way and that. avoided places we had been to. It was crazy. That was probably 
the top most, even besides the cat, that was the top most <laughs> embarrassing moment for me that I can actually publicly share on air was canceling a wetter, but praise God for my mom who was like Voltron. Mm -hmm. She was like, don't call her. For a year, people didn't ask me about the wedding. She's a G. Yeah, for a that's, whole that's a yeah. year, people didn't ask me. For a whole, whole year. It was that. so, I was like, she saved me. But now I'm wondering, had I should have just gone through it and went through sad songs or whatever. But anyone who even asked me a question, she was on the phone like, what did I tell you? Didn't I tell you not to talk to her about it? She doesn't <laughs> want to talk about it. <laughs> she, she, I love oh her. my God. I love her so much. It was crazy. Shout out to your mom. Yes, yeah, shout out. It is her birthday this Wednesday. So definitely shout out to the moms. Hey, happy birthday, Warden. Hey. Yeah. Yeah. And it's somebody else's birthday. <laughs> it is. Oh, on Thursday. But I have to let her Thursday. have her birthday first and, and then we can celebrate. All right. But no, nah, no, nah, that, that was. Another embarrassing moment was getting high with my grandmother. Man, oh, I don't know. Oh, That's awesome. What are you talking about? No, because that sounds like so much. Fun. I burned my fingertips when my grandmother's a G. She was teaching me how to. Okay. I met your grandmother. I yeah, can attest to this. She is a G. And I actually came across mm -hmm. some photos from one of your past birthday parties. And I've got I've got pictures of your family, and now I know where you get it from. Now I know. Oh. Mm -hmm. But those but pictures shout are out off to limits. Nanny. She's awesome. I love her. Because at the birthday parties, we'd be doing some embarrassing shit, things that we don't want to talk about. Anyway, she she was teaching me. So check this out, listeners. She was my grandmother's a G roller. She rolls her marijuana, but then she dips it in hashish oil. Oh my God. Oh. And then she lets it settle. So it's like you're smoking this caramel blend and you're like super double high. Okay. So she's teaching me how to do this. I don't even know where she learned it from. She's teaching me how to do this. And me and my stupid high ass dips it in maple syrup and not in hashish oil. <laughs> thinking that it was something else. And then she looks at me. I swear she's so sober. She looks at me. She says, sweetie, I thought you were smarter than this. This is maple oh, syrup. Wow. This is hashish oil. Mm, mm, mm. And she gives you one of those. Mm, mm, mm. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> this. I don't know. I got one of those when she was upset about how I was pouring her vodka. Oh my. Oh wow. Oh yeah, yeah. Don't do it, Oz. If you don't get it right, she'll tell you live in front of people. Well, I don't know what drink you're making this for, but it's not for me. <laughs> Guys. I have one more celebrity embarrassing oh. moment. You guys know I have no facial recognition, right? And music videos were great, but they were not my thing, especially because we had such limited access when we lived in Montreal, right? We had like, what, one hour of music videos on Friday nights? If we were lucky whatever and they weren't in French. On Music Plus. And exactly. So you can't blame me for not being able to recognize rappers and artists i just didn't and also besides that even people i know i don't even rec i'd be like that face looks familiar bitch how you went to high school with me for fucking six years this is who i am it's a flaw i accept it about myself so i'm sitting in a studio with my friend shout out to mark smilo and he's sitting there talking to me now mark smilo used to manage junior mafia back in the day 
And he's sitting there talking to me about little C's, right? There's a couple other people in the studio. Everybody's sitting around. But it's just me, Mark, and this black guy. <laughs> he's talking to me. And I'm like, well, yo, why doesn't C's do da-da-da, da-da-da-da? Oh, no. And he says to me. Oh, no. He says oh, to no. me. I don't know. Why don't you ask him? And I was just like, yo, when I tell you, I felt stupid as fuck. <laughs> like, how do you not recognize little C's? Uh, this I don't know what to tell you about this. Oh, my God. I don't know. Hey, uh, <laughs> oh, we, I'm very curious <laughs> to hear if you want to share your embarrassing moments, listeners, please do. Please top please the do. cat so these two will stop fucking with me on air. <laughs> And, they cannot top the cat. And That's please the teach us. No, come on. Please teach us <laughs> how to recognize folks. Give her some tips. You know, give her some tips. And, you know, help Mark choose some better pizza toppings. Like, right. come on. I have like, never is... ordered chicken and broccoli pizza ever again in my life. I can't not just, just the awful. gas, totally awful. Just the gas composition in that combo. I don't understand. <laughs> it was awful. It was awful. Yeah, never I, again. I, it's all bad. And I, I and and liking chicken is not a racialized issue. It has nothing right. to do oh with my race. God, yeah. I love chicken. I love yeah. chicken wings. That is Oz is not, not Latina. A racial issue. She is not I'm Latina. Not. No. Wow. I'm not. That was messy. But that being said, that was so messy. Thank you for listening to our thank ridiculous, you. ridiculous <laughs> stories. <laughs> and learn uh, if you learn nothing else from this episode, know that you should never ever mess with cats. Ever. Hey, listen. <laughs> ever. <laughs> and that was the messy truths, y'all. Please until next week, guys. Yes. Happy birthday, Nisha. Thank you. Happy birthday.